Welcome to the Local Government Bulletin Podcast Series of the Dalla Omar Institute at the University of the Western Cape. Here you can listen to short articles on local government law and policy. We aim to assist practitioners and deepen debates on local governance and service delivery. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Let's move to KZN now. Several days without water, residents of the Ugu district municipality south of the KwaZulu-Natal coast want action. They say there's been no water since early August. Now, the Democratic Alliance has called for the municipality to be placed under administration. Over the years, the district has faced serious water challenges. The author of this article is LGC Tam published under Volume 16, Issue 1, with the title, Developing Cost-Sharing Models for Provision of Improved Water in Local Communities. Water in South Africa is a basic human right. The free basic water policy states that every South African household is entitled to receive 6,000 litres of free water per month. Many South Africans, however, still do not have access to piped water within 200 metres of their homes particularly in rural areas. It is against this backdrop that this article explores existing water cost-sharing models in rural areas and proposes an alternative cost-sharing model for the South African rural context. The supply and management of water in South Africa is governed by the National Water Act, number 36 of 1998, and Water Services Act, number 108 of 1997. The Water Services Act makes provision for the establishment of water services authorities. Section 11 of the Water Service Act states that a water service authority has the duty to all consumers or potential consumers in its area of jurisdiction to progressively ensure efficient, affordable, economical and sustainable access to water services. A water services authority is empowered to appoint a water service provider. The Water Service Act appears to envisage a scenario where the Water Services Authority manages the implementation of water provision and the water services provider undertakes the actual delivery of the service. Section 20 of the Act allows a water services authority to act as a water service provider concurrently. Historically, supply and costing models have focused on the supply of bulk water, often by a regional water supply service provider, to municipalities, who would then on-sell or provide that water to communities. These systems are often able to rely on economies of scale. The systems are complex and larger municipalities are able to pay for services. In recent times, there has been added pressure to supply water to smaller municipalities and outlying, often rural areas. The bulk supply model does not necessarily work for these areas. Major barriers to providing water in rural areas are the costs of infrastructure investment and the ongoing costs of water provision, as well as a reduced ability to monitor and control the use of water infrastructure by users due to large distances between the water provider and communities. Another key consideration is the availability of skills in rural areas to ensure the continuous supply of safe water. Our research has pointed to the following aspects in this regard. Municipalities indicated a shortage of water quality analyst skills. Relevant occupations that municipalities have indicated are hard to fill in this regard include water production and supply manager, water quality analyst and maintenance planner. 
the low degree of revenue collection frustrates the provision of regular and necessary maintenance on reticulation systems. The above listed constraints raise challenges in ensuring consistent water supply and safe drinking water. Contemporary costing models need to account for and serve spatially diverse and divided communities. These models and systems need to be able to monitor and control the supply of water across significant distances to outlying communities. Only two out of 10 municipalities, Vembe and Utungulu, have adequate funding available to cover their expenses in the provision of water. This indicates that many municipalities are not supplying water on an economically viable and sustainable basis. To mitigate these barriers, this article suggests a hybrid between a public-private partnership and a community-based approach. It should be noted that there are examples of successful practices relating to sustainable water provision, both in South Africa and abroad. One municipality consulted mentioned the public-private partnership model adopted in Bombela as a success story. Therefore, this article does not attempt to reinvent the proverbial wheel, but rather seeks to adapt existing practices for the South African context. The design of the hybrid public-private partnership and community-based model is intended to promote ownership of the water infrastructure by the community that benefits from the infrastructure. For this model to be effective, national and provincial government would be required to allocate equitable share and provide regulatory support, and local government will have to enforce regulations, promote water safety, and provide a portion of equitable share to the WSP. The infrastructure set up for this model is envisaged to be funded by private and public sector, who would expect a return on investment to attract investors to what may be perceived as a high-risk investment. Government should provide a guarantee on investment. Partnering with community organizations, the WSP would be responsible for providing both the water and maintenance or repair services to users who will bear the cost. Prepaid and smart meters are recommended to improve revenue collection. The private sector would offer specialized skills and capacitate community members through the skills transfer programs. The sense of ownership established by incorporating the community in the provision of services may reduce vandalism and abuse of infrastructure. This article highlighted the need for a new costing model for water provision in some contexts, most notably the rural context. It was established that the supply of water in rural areas is hampered by the extent to which costs are recovered through paying users, vandalism, which appears to be more prevalent in rural areas, the fact that more piping is often required in rural areas, ease of access for maintenance teams across rural areas, the feasibility and difficulty of recycling water. The article puts forward a community-based public-private partnership model to help address these water supply challenges. This should lead to a situation where communities are more self-sufficient in maintaining their water infrastructure. Community ownership and involvement is important, as in the long term, extensive private sector involvement may not be to the benefit of communities since water is a social good, which may not be completely in line with the private sector's profit-making incentive. Key training interventions required to realize this model include project management, quality control, budget management, negotiation skills, management-related skills.
the community-based public-private partnership model proposed has the potential to reduce expenditure by government, as well as increase water provision to currently underserved and hard-to-reach rural communities. This article is part of a series reporting on research commissioned by the Local Government Sector Education and Training Authority, LGCTA. Contact Matodzi at lgcta.org.za. Thanks for listening. If you found it useful, please share this podcast via your social media. The Local Government Bulletin is supported by the Hansaidel Foundation and the Bavarian State Chancellery. We are proud to contribute to the debate on local governance and service delivery. This podcast was produced by Lukanyiso Matebese.